0: Hey everyone! Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay. Pay. Jury. Jury. Daily. daily dot, com. dot com. Nailed it. Ain't the look at you Ooh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Justin Robert Young Podcast The Justin Robert Young Podcast Keep all of the, the cash in your ass for the Justin Robert Young Podcast Oh, I only take ass cash No grass That's it and everyone rides for free it's a free goddamn show You can download it on whatever platform you want Look, I ain't your dad Welcome Tuesday, August 20th uh, I'm, Look, I'm just telling you right now I know there's a lot of people that listen to me That also do their own podcast I know there's a lot of people that listen to me That also want to do their own podcast I know there's a lot of people who listen to me That have been listening to podcasts for a long time I'm just telling you Don't do it Don't Don't don't, I'm saying don't Do not, please It's it's it, it's a bad look Don't, I know you want to And you want to know what, truth be told, you might be justified Something that could probably happen You know, I can understand, I can sympathize I can, I'm just telling you to not do it You'll be better for it It's, it's, it's a good sign of character course I'm referring to overreacting to the variety article that is lighting podcasting Twitter on fire today cover story for variety magazine audio boom is what it says on the magazine here's the web version how Conan O'Brien another top podcast hosts are tapping into the podcast revolution yes friends Podcasting is alive and well yet again. And indeed, it's a big celebrity or major brand that is leading the way. That's it. And I get it, man. This has happened a bunch of times. Either a celebrity comes around and does a thing, and the next thing you know, it, it provides the, uh, the, the, the hook for someone to write about it. it happened with cereal. Serial is is creating podcasts, right? And a lot of old heads, and I'm an old head at this point. I've been doing this for 10 goddamn years. More than that to be honest with you. You know, I'm far closer to the the you know, I mean I guess that's the thing. It's hard cuz most of the people that I still podcast with are people that have been podcasting since pre-iTunes. And so I get it. If you put 15 years of your life into something and then all of a sudden Conan O'Brien gets convinced by his millennials to do a thing, they leverage a massive platform into another platform, and boom, now it's a massive success. Like, you might think, like, oh, okay. But I've heard it's a good show. I haven't listened to it. And nobody should feel bad about it. Look, the more that this feels safe for people, the better off we're all going to be. All of us. Listeners, producers, advertisers. You know, beyond the fact that we are a bunch of people where we can make a living like I do on sub 10,000 download per episode podcast, that's good. I mean, what those guys do doesn't concern me all that much. And besides, what's the alternative? That uh, an article doesn't get written about podcasting, would that be better? Would it be better if that happened? I don't think it'd be better if that happened. I think it'd be worse. I think that it would be it would be not as good. I think that it would not bring any more advertising into it. I hope every celebrity does a podcast. I hope every single one of them do. Now, at some point, if it would be worth it to hire somebody with 15 years of experience, you know, although I don't know, second that. Every once in a while, I have that instinct. I'm like, I don't know, I should go get a job. And then almost immediately, I'm like, no, I wouldn't like it. Maybe I would, though. I don't know. Hey, Conan, what's up? I remember the masturbating bear. I'm I'm gonna come work on the podcast. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. News number one: Entertainment podcast. It's the jury program. Yo, we got we got a lot of stuff, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Two big stories. Keanu Reeves. Hot as fuck right now, sizzling. That man can do no wrong. Everybody loves him. It's the dog of the town when he's a cameo in some random movie. That man is like you know, every once in a while we got these stars that just get into like super I know them and I love them status. You know, we had that with like Bill Murray. Had that with like Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey still got it a little bit, but we're on the other side of the peak. And meanwhile, Keanu. Keanu's got that now. And so now all of the old Keanu franchises are are coming back. We're getting a new Bill and Ted. And now, here's the big news. We are getting Matrix Four. Matrix Four. Uh, written and directed by Lana Wachowski. So it's a solo job this time. Previously, she had directed with her sister. So they both transitioned. You know, back when I was when I was a kid, it was the Wachowski brothers. Now it's the Wachowski sisters. Guy, can somebody, is there a shorthand just so we can like, you know, you know how like they, uh, 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 when you're married and you're using your married name, but everybody knows you by the other name, you just go like, you know, if you always knew Jessica Smith and then she got married and she became Jessica Hightower, you would say Jessica Hightower knee Smith. I, feel like I just need one of them for for like super famous people that have transitioned because I'm all on board about respecting the pronouns but also I, I'm a news reader. <laughs> I have to newsread with clarity. But sometimes people don't know they're not up on these things. I just want an easy way to say it that doesn't make it seem like I'm trying to go out of my way to, to, to dead name people anyway. Lana Wachowski is going to write and direct The Matrix and Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are going to reprise their roles. Although apparently not Larry. Larry Fishburne for Morpheus. Not going to be a part of it. No word on anybody else. So the question is, do we want it? Do we want it? Do we want another Matrix? Because I'll tell you what, that first Matrix, it's awesome. It's rad. It's the best. It was the first time that I walked into a theater and witnessed a science fiction, just, uh, you know, a franchise. It felt like my own Star Wars. It's amazing. I was so excited to go see those other two movies. And then... Well The other two movies happened So we got like You know Revolutions had it's moments But it's super long Revolutions is really cool But it gets maybe a little bit too soupy On the theology And then The Wachowskis Fuck I should should have just stuck to the Wachowskis They uh, been hit or miss I liked Cloud Atlas, but what I've realized I like them at their best at is when they're at their most bonkers. And I don't know if that's The Matrix. I mean, I guess I'm kind of excited to see it, but also, like, man, that was of its era. I don't know if, like, that movie was great at being semi-prophetic. About technology, it's like one of those things where, like, if you know five percent, like it's better that you know five percent and you're guessing about ninety-five percent because the creative the creativity takes the world, you know, or sorry, it makes the world around you. But if you know fifty percent, now we're just kind of perverting a thing that we already know. Does that make sense? So. Now we are living in a world that is obviously far closer to the Matrix than the world of 1999, but I don't know whether or not that's going to make the Matri- a new Matrix better. So I don't know. I don't know what if I want to see Matrix Four. Here's something that I am desperate to see that I will be I will be incensed. This will be a travesty. If this does not happen. And what I'm going to guess is just nerd bait. uh, Disney and Sony Pictures have apparently hit an impasse on new financing terms for the upcoming Spider-Man movies. Sources have told Variety. If a deal cannot be reached, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige will not produce future Spider-Man films, effectively removing Tom Holland's Spider-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Reps for Disney, Marvel, and Sony had no comment. The dispute stems from Disney's demands that future Spider-Man films would be financed on a 50-50 basis, with Feige remaining in a consulting producer capacity. Sony is believed to have proposed keeping the arrangement under the current terms which stipulate that Marvel receives about 5% of first-dollar gross in all merchandising revenues. So, here's what happened. The Spider-Man franchise at Sony had been floundering, right? They had hits with the Raimi movies. They tried to reboot it. They couldn't reboot it. Meanwhile, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is becoming the biggest thing on the planet. Spider-Man Far From Home just past Skyfall to become the highest grossing worldwide Sony pictures film ever. So guess what that means? Price on the package going up. So Disney comes back and they're like, Hey, look, we're cool making these movies, but we need a little bit more of a taste because it's very clear who's performing here and who's not. You guys had this IP, and you have stepped on it all different ways. But let's be clear. Let's be clear. This is uh, this is this is what we're this is us. We're doing this. And Sony's like, well, I don't know. Seemed to work for you guys before. We like taking in all this money because the, the deal they had before was. The character can go back and forth. Marvel would create the uh, scripts for the new Spider-Man movies or it would go through the Marvel process. It would get all the Marvel sheen. It would have access to all the other Marvel characters. They could show up in Spider-Man movies. And Sony kept the, you know, I guess the lion's share, the, the vast majority of the box office money, Marvel got all the merchandising money. So Spider-Man became part of the MCU, a huge part of the MCU. In fact, you can say Spider-Man is the most famous character since the end of Endgame. I am guessing that this is negotiating. This is high stakes negotiating between uh, Sony and Disney. But oh my God, I swear! If they really go, fo- if they really, they really go forward with this, I will, I will be, I will be upset. I will be. Also, according to Variety, Sony is widely believed to be developing two more Spider-Man movies with Holland reprising his role as the webslinger, but has not officially announced those titles. The news about the impasse was first reported by Deadline. And Deadline reported that it was over. Spider Man's out. Better be a bluff. Better be a bluff, or I'm going to be. Man, am I gonna be gonna be annoyed on this podcast? Thank you, Conan. God damn it. Why do I have to talk about college? I know it's coming. I know it's coming every single time I mention anything about college. They were all the college people. They're disrespecting college. Why are you there? Here's my advice about college. Uh, I mean, they're not as bad as the people that email in when I tell everybody it's okay to not vote, but the college people. <sighs> Let's start. Musical chemist writes Hi, Justin. I had to respond to your college advice, quote unquote. You know, it's a great email when the advice is in quotes for new students. Some of it is good, other parts are terrible. First, I agree that you should check out all the resources, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's get to the bad stuff. I agree with you learning your professors and TAs' names is helpful. Just note calling TAs by their first names is fine, but unless explicitly told, don't call your professors by their first name and do not call your female professors Mrs. Last Name Ever unless you're told to. It's always doctor or professor the end. We have enough issues being respected in the classroom. I will add editorially that I agree with this. It is always professor, even if they tell you to call them Mrs. Professor, Professor, Professor. Always remember the point of this scam is so they feel respected. I would also add that they check out academic resources, which leads me to this angry emailer, professor, boys. Justin. Where do you get off telling new students that they don't need to study? How are they going to learn what they did in class? It must be nice that you were smart enough to get through college without studying outside of class. But normal people like me would have failed if we did that. Stop setting your listeners up for failure. All right. I mean, look. I was kind of horsing off short study. I'm just letting you know, you're going to have to study less than you think. I'm sure I studied every once in a while, but by and large, the vast majority of your grade is determined by attendance, effectively term papers and exams study for the exam. Do the term papers. It's a, a beautifully connected world. Man, you can figure it out. I did a lot of stuff, productive stuff, stuff that set me up for life in college. Very little of it was studying. So, uh, yes, of course, study. Sure. Awesome. Great. Study all night long. Is that better? All right, everybody. Study. Why are you listening to me? Study. Can you study while you're listening to me? You better be able to. You should be studying. all right, there we go. Is that good? We'll, we'll do with that. Everybody, study right now. I'm just saying, you don't need to. All right. Lastly, Justin, I wanted to point out that a lot of professors teaching classes are graduate students, postdocs, or adjuncts who are being paid exactly shit to teach that class. Adjuncts are not a formal part of the university. They're hired on a semester-to-semester basis and are paid about $2,000 per course with no benefits. That's a salary of about $16,000. If you can get eight courses, that's usually between several different schools. So treating all your professors like overplayed schlubs is a uh, a terrible idea. Now, why a university that is charging so much needs to depend on adjuncts to teach their courses is a whole nother systemic problem that I don't have an answer for. Bottom line, go easy on your professors. Even those of us who are full-time with benefits are overworked by our departments with way more classes and other responsibilities to fit into 50 to 60 hours a week. Sorry, that was long, but I felt I needed to set the record straight. My expertise is not only in biochemistry, but education research and how to design college STEM courses for student success. This stuff is my jam. Also, I'm 30 from New York and. Known to dress like Miss Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus so you might want to rethink your stereotype professor image okay number one I'm pretty sure Stephanie is seamlessly segueing into criticizing me for a tweet I made so I will read the tweet so people who only listen to the show and don't follow me on Twitter will also know what is being discussed here but I basically said uh, here, let me find. Oh, here we go. Big shout out to everyone starting college today. Please steal things staplers, full toilets, everything. Considering the debt you are incurring, you are owed piggyback rides from professors. They are your serfs. Demand mo- all the money from their pockets. So I think she's responding to that, and that's fine. I mean, I was just kind of horsing off on twitter.com, just trying to be funny. Uh, I have nothing but respect for professors. I do know that they're overworked. But I will also say this, that yes, getting paid nothing or making only $16,000 for teaching that many courses that cost that much money is indeed a raw deal. I don't know if it's as quite raw a deal as what the kids are getting charged, but it's a raw deal. I'm just saying, like if we're operating on the those who have should share model, then if you were making five dollars, then, you know, maybe you should loan the kid two dollars and fifty cents. I'm just saying there's a lot of injustice and it's nobody's fault. We should not be fighting amongst ourselves. But also, thank you, musical chemist. You are always the best. I'm sorry if I was a little sassy. Big Jim writes. "Uh, So this is a little long, but I don't care. I'm an old fart and I can offer some tips for college life. Well, I care. (laughs) So I'm going to read abridged versions of what you wrote. Number one, get involved. You should join uh, at least three types of groups in college a group that does an activity you love. Uh, a group that does an activity that you have little to no interest in, but seems interesting and a group that is in your desired major or area of professional interest. Number two, take a few night classes. There's a great way to understand what it's like to deal with students who don't have their heads completely in academia. And number three, it's about experience. Justin and I go round and round this time. Every time college is brought up, but here's my short take. College is about finding out what to think while high school was teaching you about how to think. Thank you, Big Jim Alright, if you would like To have your email read on this podcast It is jurydaily at gmail.com Again, jurydaily at gmail.com You can always find me on social media Find me, find me friends Justin R. Young on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat Thank you to Open you. For both of our jury stories here today I want to thank our producers Bill, Dustin, Robert H. Brian C. M. Trey the Melodic Man Adam, Middle Age, Mike and Harry Lee Smith I want you to head on over to our discord bit.ly slash jury discord until tomorrow This is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky but until we speak again Please No No